This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now, on to today's episode. On this episode, we are welcoming Connie Bysowski to the show. Connie is the founder of Germany's biggest travel blog, Planet Backpack. Through Planet Backpack, Connie has also done an incredible job growing her personal brand. She has a very popular YouTube channel, created a blogging camp for German bloggers, and is an international speaker. Today, we're going to talk about creating successful online launches, her personal YouTube strategy, using drones, and how Connie handles being internet famous. And with that, let me welcome my friend, Connie, to the show. How are you doing, Connie? Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for having me. And where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Southern California, Encinitas to be specific. And what are you doing <laughs> in Southern California? Tell us. Oh man, I'm just really hanging out, enjoying the SoCal lifestyle, I guess, surfing, doing yoga, just, uh, yeah, I love it down here. I think it's great. I'm staying at this digital nomad house outside, uh, hanging out with lots of cool people and yeah, love it. I can hear that you picked up a little bit of Southern California slang too. Have I? <laughs> you totally Have sounded like a surfer girl, SoCal surfer girl. I, I, I like to adjust to the local uh, environment. Right. <laughs> when fun. you go to a new country, you have to learn a new yeah. language. You went to Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, Connie, we're going to talk about all the things you have going on, Planet Backpack, your personal brand, what you're doing on YouTube these days. And, and let's just start off with how you became the entrepreneur that you are today. Yeah, right. Well, how did that work out? See, so, uh, I never really thought I would go into entrepreneurship, to be honest. Uh, I do come from an entrepreneurial family, but it was never something that I aspired to. Uh, it didn't get me inspired for some reason or another. Um, and yeah, anyway, so I, but I always was into traveling and, and doing kind of my own thing. And um, I should have known back then that getting jobs was just not my my kind of way to, to feel fulfilled, but because um, I had so many and I'd quit them. And eventually I figured out, okay, what if I get become a scuba dive instructor? Uh, that way I can travel the world and, you know, so I live in beautiful places. So I did that for a while, but um, eventually I ended up after years of traveling and I've had a very nomadic life since I was a teenager, um, living all over the place and traveling a lot. And so I ended up in Berlin, uh, 2000 and uh, when was that, uh, 10 or so, and ended up having my first job, hating it after two weeks, even though it wasn't <laughs> a job, it was, I was working in a PR agency and I then, yeah, I just realized I can't do the nine to five. Like it was killing me, like doing the same thing every day, getting on the same train every day in Berlin, um, working for someone else's dream, not my own, just sitting in front of, like sitting at the same table in front of the same computer every day. Yeah, I don't know. We all, I guess every entrepreneur knows what I'm talking about. So it was, it just got very uh, painful very quickly. And so I, but I didn't know what the alternative was. I mean, my plan B was always to go back into scuba diving and, but yeah, I just, and then I was, you know, one day at work, I was, I was browsing around and found some blogs of who, like Chris Gillibo and maybe even, who else? Yeah, Sean Ogle, maybe they had started and 
and then for some like things just sort of open up right so when the teacher and uh, when the student is ready the teacher will appear and so the four-hour work week you know kind of dropped into my lap literally and so I just I got really hooked on the idea of, of building an online business even though being German we're very skeptical and so I was like is that even possible to like build <laughs> passive income and and so I did a lot of research and like I really wanted to figure out, and this is like I said, like 2010, 2011 by that stage. And I was trying to figure out whether this thing is really, you know, like real. And so that took me a while. And also getting to grips with the fact that I'm, I need to be self-employed. I need to do my own thing. So that was a whole process in itself. Uh, after eight months in that job, I quit. Um, the longest eight months of my life, I would say. And, um, <laughs> And then I started out doing just anything because I really, my, the pain of being in that job was so intense. So I needed to get as quickly as possible. So I, I, but I didn't have a whole lot of skills that I could offer. So I just started whatever, you know, I did like Facebook page management. I did translations. I built some WordPress websites. I um, did a bit of online PR, whatever, literally I could just make up <laughs> as I went. I offered that. I kind of offered everything. And so that's what I did. I um, just told everybody what I was doing. At the same time, I was building an, a blog in English, actually. It's called A Life of Blue. It's still online at alifeofblue.com. Um, and it still gets quite a lot of traffic every, every month, actually, uh, even though I haven't posted in quite a few years. But it, there's a lot of valuable content about like uh, living an con unconventional life, being a minimalist, start, starting out on my sort of location-independent entrepreneurial journey. And I loved that blog. But then one day I met someone uh, or a friend of mine. He was really into SEO and he's a, he's a common friend of ours as well. I think you might know him as well. His name is Alexei. Uh, one day we were talking and he said, I think uh, like he was preparing for a trip to go to Southeast Asia. And he said, it was like his first big trip. And he said, man, Connie, I've done all this travel research and there's just no... All this information out there is in English, but there's no real good German travel blog. And so, um, so he said, you need to start this, and this is how you can monetize it. <laughs> and he like, you know, told me everything about how to monetize a blog and, and showed me everything, um, all the potentials and stuff. And then uh, I wasn't really interested to become a travel blogger at all. Um, and I'd been traveling so much in my life that it was second nature, and I never really thought about passing that knowledge on to other people my experience and uh but yeah for some reason i just i couldn't think about what he said and so i started i started planet backpack uh and but i knew from the very beginning i wanted to it needed to be a business for me to be able to sustain it and um i knew i wanted to help a lot of people fulfill their travel dreams because i felt like um, my the life that I had it's not like it was rocket science I'm not it's not magic you know to just go out and have an awesome life that's how I looked at it you know it's like it always came really easy to me but so many other people seem to struggle so hard <laughs> with their lives and not be able to travel as much or you know even they have all these dreams and they never they never actually turn them into reality so um, yeah I had this big mission but on the other hand I also knew I really wanted to make money with it and so I started it and it turned into a business pretty quickly um, because, as uh, my friend Alexa, he was right, um, there was a whole lot of potential, and I seized it. And um, 
the blog exploded pretty quickly and um, and then I then also started writing about being a digital nomad and that was a completely new thing in Germany um, and so people in the beginning were like oh my god what is she talking about digital nomad um, and so the media also um, had a lot of interest in covering that and um, so yeah I was just I guess doing the right things at the right time and, and talking about um, the right things at the right time and to get all this attention and eventually I, I uh, also met um, met a guy and we ended up being business partners for um, block camp uh, so we started out teaching workshops to people uh, because we were making money with our blogs but nobody else or like not many people were at the time um, so this is now maybe 2013 2014 and and uh, so we started doing workshops we eventually turned that into um, an online course uh, to teach people how to become professional bloggers and we also created a media agency and did all sorts of like uh, campaigns with tourism boards and hotels and whatnots and uh, built a huge network of travel bloggers in Germany to work with um, so we did that for a few years uh, and right now though oh yeah and I, then I eventually it's actually one of my main things now is uh, I created an ebook course um, with which I teach people how to live and work location dependent and build their own online business they can take around the world and essentially figure out what they really want to do with their lives rather than just kind of hang out in their nine to five life. And um, yeah, and so eventually now I'm actually mostly just focusing on, um, yeah, my blog, Planet Backpack, um, this, uh, my ebook course um, and YouTube, whereas YouTube probably takes up most of my time right now <laughs> that's kind of the short version of the story connie how did you when you first started planet backpack how did you start monetizing it um so in the very beginning back then it was pretty easy um a lot of uh like seo companies would come up to you and try to i would sell links they would buy they wanted to buy links basically back in those days um that was a big thing still to do and it was really easy to make money um even if your blog was quite small. Um, I think I get less and less of those emails, um, and I don't know if that's just because they couldn't afford my rights, but um, I don't think uh, link selling is the big thing anymore. Um, so it's really more about uh, real sort of campaigns and cooperations uh, with a bit more value than just the actual backlink. Um, but that's how I started out um, back then. And then also, yeah, just um, sponsored stuff. Like you'd uh, do campaigns with companies. Uh, they would give you either stuff for free or, you know, they'd let you, whatever, stay in their place or test a backpack or whatever and, and pay you to do that. Um, and then I started doing affiliate. I mean, or from the very beginning, um, I got into the whole affiliate thing and I had some sort of strategy, I guess, to... Um, to position um, blog posts with a lot of yeah, affiliate links, mostly to Amazon um, on Google, um, and to drive a lot of traffic to those um, pages, uh, especially like packing lists and things like that. And that worked really well um, pretty quickly. And I think within, yeah, I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half or so, I was able to completely live off the blog, actually. Uh, mostly through affiliates and selling links or doing that sort of stuff, yeah. And it's a pretty, I mean, it's the biggest blog in Germany, correct? 
Yeah, I mean, you never quite know, you know, the numbers of other blogs. Cause, I mean, I put my numbers out there to see for everybody. I do a screenshot of my Google Analytics every few months. Um, that's not something that uh, many bloggers do. They, they don't want the trend. They don't enjoy, I guess, sharing the transparency of their success. Or maybe it's, I don't know, it's just not as successful as they say. So, um, yeah, it's hard to hard to really tell. But generally, yeah, uh, Planet Backpack is, is kind of known by everyone, I guess, by now. Mm-hmm. What are some tips you could give the listeners as to building your tribe or building your blog? some essential parts of the success of Planet Backpack? All right. So I think so in, in the beginning, I definitely counted on learning everything there was to learn about SEO. Um, and I think back then, I feel like there was more to learn than there is today. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I did, I did that. I just made sure I was really creating content that was, you know, that people could find through Google. And to this day, I still get about 70 to 80%, mostly really just Google traffic, which is, it's the best sort of traffic because I, I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to work for it. It just kind of comes, you know, it's pretty good. So, um, so I did that. And then obviously getting, you know, a lot of uh, interviews and, and, and backlinks through that definitely helped to establish Planet Backpack as, as a very kind of um, rep- reputable source um, on Google. And uh, so that was a big one for sure. It's definitely SEO. Um, without all that traffic, Planet Backpack wouldn't be where it is today. Um, the second big thing, I think in general, for any, definitely for travel bloggers, but for all sorts of lifestyle, whatever bloggers is, I mean, if you're not having sort of interesting life and a very clear message and a very clear brand, um, you're just going to get lost in the sea of bloggers out there. And so I was very into, I just got really excited about branding and really figuring out my message, my mission, and how to communicate all that. Um, And I think... Yeah, that was a big one um, that I put a lot of time into uh, and also just really focusing on how can I help people like with every single piece of content that I was putting out, I was just always focusing on how to how to help people um, and how to inspire them. And and then following on from that, I got really into personal branding because I realized that people don't connect just with the name of my blog. They don't just connect with, you know, whatever people don't. I like the saying like people don't. Um, connect with products, people connect with people. And so I realized that um, I wanted to be the face of the whole um, mission, the whole the, the whole ship. And so I really got into personal branding and just, um, yeah, I, I think that was a big one um, as well that I, like the, that sort of strategy I grabbed from pretty early on. No other travel blogger was doing that. Like I was going out and hiring photographers and videographers and shit like that to kind of, um, yeah, get their personal brand going and be more visual about it. Um, you know, jumping on channels like Instagram early on because I knew that it wasn't about making money through Instagram. It was about building a connection and building trust and really connecting to people. And I think that's another main or big word that I like to use is is trust and trust marketing. And um, it's a way to really connect to people on a personal level um, beyond wanting to sell them uh, anything or, you know, want them to click anywhere. It's, it's just for me personally, this is, it feels good. Um, and it's, 
it um, it's my way of ha- having being a happy entrepreneur is is to to create a lot of trust with the people that I want to reach um, and I feel like that has been a huge thing um, and I think going on from there uh, it's just been crazy consistency um, and as much as obviously yeah, I'm all about trust and and uh, connecting to people like in the end it is also a business and I do need to make um, money and just yeah, just being 1000% into that. And the first, you know, three years, I was working really hard and um, I was giving my best and I uh, grabbed every opportunity that came my way and, and gave a lot of workshops and, and just put myself out there so much and networking and going to conferences and, you know, and then, and whereas now um, I can sit here in Southern California and just kind of hide away and, <laughs> and just make YouTube videos and go surfing and do yoga and, um, I feel like I paid my dues a little bit. Um, and also just, just kind of, yeah, just work on different stuff now that is not maybe bringing in um, a whole lot of money because everything right now is, is pretty much automated. And um, that was like the goal from the very beginning to create some sort of passive income. Um, I don't, I, I know my goal was never to trade money for hours. Is that, yeah, or hours for money. And, um, so that's um, that kind of worked out really well, but only because, yeah, it was uh, a lot of hard but amazing fun work for sure. And I know, Connie, you've done quite a few online launches. Can you tell, them, mm-hmm. tell us about using that strategy to, to grow um, your blog and your brand? Yeah, I mean, I did, a, I did launches from the very beginning. I don't know where I picked that up because, as I said, I, I, did, I wasn't – you know, it's not that I was born an entrepreneur at all. I had to learn everything from scratch when it comes to marketing. And so, um, even when I launched planet backpack, I did a launch. I I didn't just put it out there and start blogging. I did, uh, yeah, one of those roundup posts, you know, it was, Mm -hmm. I mean, 2011, it was still pretty new. Mm -hmm. Like now everybody's (laughs) doing roundup stuff and, um, or no one's doing it anymore because everybody's done it. But, um, yeah, I just I just really prepared how to kind of give birth to the blog itself with the right content, with connecting to other influencers or other travel bloggers out there, and then um, yeah, we did the big launch with Blockcamp, which uh, is our blogging online course, and um, I think definitely our advantage was that me and Sebastian, he also had, he was also a travel blogger and had his audience. So we already had some sort of audience, I guess, but we specifically, <clears throat> and it's been, uh, it's been a while now, so I don't even remember the specific steps, but we specifically like sat down, I don't know, maybe a month before the launch and just figured out exactly, you know, which email to send out when, when how we're going to figure out. Um, how to get people excited on social media. We created a lot of video content, bits and pieces from the online course um, that we pushed on social media. And just, I don't know, like in the end, it was really just about getting people excited in a way by like giving away awesome content um, and just, you know, kind of what we were saying pre-interview. It's like we, to get people so excited about your product or whatever that you're offering them that by the day you launch it, there's, they, they just can't help but get their wallet out and get it because you've created this excitement in them. And I think, um, and that's, I don't necessarily want to look at it as just purely a strategy. 
um, I, whatever I've created, and I mean, of course, it is a strategy, but I've created products and things always with my best intentions and with seriously uh, and from the heart wanting to help people. Um, and so when I then launch that thing, whatever it is, I want to get it in as many hands as possible um, and as many excited faces. And um, I believe that I see so many people not launching because they're really scared. Um, mm. They're scared, scared of failing. I'm in a mastermind group right now, and they're, you know, we're four girls, and two of them are scared of launching. You know, the, and they're, they're trying to talk themselves out of launching. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's a, I find it's a it's a lot of work, and it's quite overwhelming. And uh, the weeks coming up to launch, but it's been very successful. And um, with my ebook. I basically did the same thing, but I also, uh, like, I, you know, I had already built the audience with Planet Backpack, and so what I also did for quite a few months was just um, getting a lot of feedback in from people, like, what do they want me to write about in the book? So I essentially created the book based on exactly what they told me. Like, there was not a whole lot of guessing work involved anymore because I asked them in my email newsletter, in my autoresponder, I asked them on social media, I had a survey, whatever. Before I even started writing it, I knew exactly what people wanted me to write about. So um, that's kind of part almost of the launch process for me is to figure out exactly what people want rather than just creating a product into the ether, which... I, I, I don't understand why in 2017 people are still doing that and they fall in love with their own ideas um, before they're actually, you know, going out there to test them. Um, I think that's, I got really, I, I started following Noah Kagan pretty early on and um, and he he's big into that and like validating your idea from the get-go without having to invest a whole lot of money or time. And so um, I think uh, his blog and, and whatever he put out in the past, has that's been a pretty big guideline for how I did things. Also, um, Jeff Walker's book launch that um, I basically kind of followed um, his strategy as well, pretty spot on. Um, yeah, I mean, in the end, you know, nothing that I do is super unique. I just look at what other people are doing and what's working and what kind of resonates with me. And then I read the books, I do the online course, I read the blog posts, I listen to the podcasts, and then I go out and do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> kind of how it works. Sounds pretty easy. So I know you're you're working hard on your YouTube channel these days, and I was checking it out before the podcast, and it looks really good. And it looks like you've got a few hundred videos up there and quite a bit of traffic. Mm. What type of strategy are you using for YouTube? <laughs> um, strategy. So, well, one big strategy that I just worked on was that I switched from English to, uh, from German to English. Um, that was a, a big step for me because this year, especially 2017, is about internationalizing myself and my business and my brand and who I am, sort of. And uh, I believe there is definitely more potential internationally than just in Germany, even though um, you know it's a big enough country with a big enough population. But that was a big one for me now. Um, in terms of growth, I have a pretty simple approach to it, to be honest. Create a lot of content. <laughs> um, and so you're not going to grow a channel with a, one video a month or one video a week, you know? Right. So... 
I mean, I started the channel a few years back, but I didn't really publish very much um, on and off, you know, and on and off. And I mean, making video, especially in the beginning, uh, the learning curve is very steep and you're just overwhelmed with, you know, all these different tasks and things. And so then, you know, I always told myself, I really want to make more videos, but I didn't because uh, it just, wow, all these things that I didn't exactly know how to do. And so... And then I said, like, a year ago or so, I was like, okay, I'm, this is it, this is it, I'm going to do this now. So I did a 30-day YouTube challenge um, and just made a video every day. And when you make a video every day, you learn pretty quickly that you, uh, you need to learn a lot, but you need to get faster at editing, you need to just be more efficient. Um, so by putting out a video every day, in the beginning it took like eight hours to edit one video. And I was like, I can't, mm-hmm. this is not sustainable. I can't do this for 30 days. It's going to kill me. And so I just, yeah, I learned so much in those 30 days um, about the entire process and editing and, and just watched a lot of other YouTubers out there and what they were doing. Um, like that's usually my strategy. I just go out. I look at what other successful people are doing. I write down how they do it. Like I would sit down and watch Casey Neistat's videos or whatever. And I would sit down and write down exactly for every scene what he was doing and achieving with it um, and nice. how he edited it. Like I, I like that's how I, I analyzed um other YouTubers and their videos very specifically. And so, and then I sat down and I I experimented um, on my own and with different filming techniques or different editing techniques. And so I learned a lot through that. And then during those 30 days, my YouTube channel, like I think it must've been maybe 1,500 subscribers in the beginning. And then I think after the challenge, it doubled um, already. So that was pretty awesome. Um, So I think it might've been at 3,000. And, yeah, I was thinking that it was it would grow quicker, to be honest, because I already had such a big audience uh, with Planet Backpack and like, you know, whatever, 30,000 Facebook uh, fans and whatnot. And so I, I was used to bigger numbers and I was like, man, like this is this is a bit tedious. But I figured out um, that every subscriber on YouTube is like is for me personally is probably worth. I don't know, 50 times a fan on Facebook or an Instagram follower because um, I would say, you know, when you look at Facebook or Instagram, people are only scrolling. They're not even in most, I mean, my interaction rate in comparison to the amount of followers I have is pretty ridiculous. And I think most people with with big followings in social media, they agree. Um, and so, you know, what, when I look at YouTube, let's say, you know, at this point I have, uh, I don't know, 7,000 or more uh, subscribers and uh, I get uh, uh, like, I don't know how many views, maybe 2,000 views after um, like the first few days or after a week, roughly. It was more when it was still in German, so right now it's still kind of adjusting. But let's say on average I'd get 2,000 views on a video, maybe even 2,500. That's like a third of roughly of uh, my following, which is a number that I'd never get on Facebook or Instagram in terms of interaction. Right. And so, um, and the people that watch, I feel like the people that watch my videos, they're really into it. Like they're really loyal. They're really, they're, they're real true fans, you know, as Kevin Kelly would say. So um, for me, one, ins- one YouTube subscriber is worth gold, you know, um, way more than any Facebook fan. So that's why I'm okay with the numbers now and it's growing a bit slower. But 
I did um, another 30-day YouTube challenge just now because uh, I switched to English and I kind of wanted to kickstart <clears throat> uh, the change. Um, and I believe that it's a great way is just to put out content every single day, um, not just maybe for 30 days, but for even longer. And um, I bought, yeah, I, I do a bit of uh, YouTube SEO, so I do try and, and create content or videos um, for YouTube search or Google search. Um, I do a bit of research. I have, there's, a, there's a couple of tools now that uh, are specifically for YouTube SEO. Um, and... Um, but yeah, I don't. Um, I kind of mix it up. Like you know, there's a video um, with keywords, and then I do whatever I feel like doing. I do daily vlogs a lot and things like that that are not very um, th that don't work well with SEO. Um, so that's sort of my strategy. I mean, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot else you can do. I feel like you can do cooperations with other bloggers. Um, that works really well. But uh, you gotta live somewhere where you have access to that. <clears throat> uh, and other than that, it's it's about the small things that you think are, or actually it's about yeah it's the small things that turn out to be big things like having um, putting some time into creating your thumbnails for your videos you know um, the text you put on there obviously the title of your videos um, the description like there's a lot of work that goes into um, just the actual back end of uploading that video. Um, but uh, those kind of things are really important as well, for sure. Kind of, you mentioned that for your 30 day challenge, you were doing all the editing for your videos. Are you still doing the editing for your videos? Oh yeah. I yeah. love editing. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I, it's something I couldn't outsource because, um, I do a lot of daily vlogs, uh, and generally I just, I, I need to be in control of the final end product. For me, it's a very creative process and mm -hmm. I love that. Um, it's not something that I do just to put out content. Um, so I like the art behind the editing and that's why I really enjoy doing it. Yeah. And, oh, actually I wanted to ask you on your personal website, you have a, a really good trailer video. Did you do mm -hmm. that also? No, I did not. That's so that's, uh, the only video I paid someone for. I am. Um, I did that like two years ago in Bali. I hired a videographer because um, I relaunched Planet Backpack completely from scratch. Because it was, it started out as a plan, like a proper blog for backpackers and long-time travelers, and then it turned into, or I relaunched it as more of a blog uh, for digital nomads wanting to live like a conscious lifestyle and revolving around yoga and being vegan and all that stuff. And so, um, yeah, I got got a videographer. A uh, professional one paid him a lot of money. We made a, a cool video um, throughout like three days and just kind of portraying my life as a digital Zen nomad, as I used to call myself. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Now, you also mentioned that you started using drones recently for your videos. How's your experience been with droning? Well, actually, I'm just getting into it. I'm just waiting for it to arrive. Um, the thing is that uh, in terms of what's happening out there right now on YouTube and in the niche that I'm in with my videos of like lifestyle and traveling, um, you got to have a drone. Mm -hmm. uh, all, the, all the guys are out there droning all over the place, creating amazing footage. And it just really ups your game a lot, I find. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, so I, I just ordered my first Mavic, DJI Mavic drone, super excited. I hope it arrives today. Um, and then I've never flown a drone, uh, so that's going to be very exciting. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, but drone is where it's at in that sort of niche. Um, 
And then there's like a few other things I still want to learn and get into. Like I'm getting more into color grading. I want to make my videos look more awesome. Um, I, I'm getting more into the equipment side of things. Uh, I don't believe you need crazy expensive equipment to, to get started and get into it. I started out making videos with my iPhone um, and I still shoot most of my daily vlogs with like small compact cameras. Um, uh, like the Canon G7X or the the Sony RX100, um, they're very very good compact cameras. But um, but I'm more I'm getting more interested in the like cinematographic kind of artistic creative side of making videos. Um, so I'm kind of diving diving into the deep end of of equipment and cameras and whatnots and lenses and uh, and that's a whole another book to talk about. But yeah, it's uh, it's a huge huge field and I'm just enjoying the artistic. Um, creative process behind it and um, being able to do so while the actual business is kind of automated and, and doing its own thing. <laughs> do you still feel like a minimalist carrying all that video equipment around? Uh, I have until recently because uh, I've, I have been traveling carry-on only for years now um, but now being in Southern California I have gained quite like uh, a few more pounds in my backpack. I'm not sure uh, if I'm going to be able to keep traveling with a carry-on only, to be honest, um, with all the equipment and, and things like that. So there's a bit of a compromise to be made. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. I try to be very minimalist with being a YouTuber and, and with my camera equipment and being a travel blogger and where, where photography is still a big element, obviously. But I think I've reached that limit of carry-on. <laughs> <laughs> it happens eventually, yeah. I think. Connie, are you ever overwhelmed by being an internet celebrity? <laughs> uh, sometimes I am, yes. I get a lot of emails every day. Um, I get a lot of comments. I mean, people don't realize it's, uh, it's yeah, it's a full-time job of just, just like trying to trying to keep your head above water with uh, what's happening behind the scenes in your emails and, and on all these different channels. I mean, I've got Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, I've got my emails, I've got my blog and the comments there. I've got, you know, and so there's a lot to, um, a lot to take care of. And I get a lot of people because I'm a very, I'm not just a personal brand. I'm also someone who makes herself very vulnerable um, online. And I talk about a lot of personal things. I get very intimate. Um, and so people feel very connected to me and I get a lot of very personal emails. I get love letters, uh, <laughs> right, quite frequently right now after the, cause I did the 30 days of vulnerability challenge on YouTube. And, um, and so, yeah, a lot of people who want to meet up, um, that it, it got a little bit too much in Bali when I was living in Bali until last year where, um, I was just running uh, into fans or readers constantly, um, or like sitting in the co-working space and people coming up to you wanting to talk to you because they read your stuff. And, um, yeah, it does get a bit exhausting. And right now I'm really enjoying being in Southern California where the, no one knows me yet. <laughs> I, I haven't, don't have that international fame yet. So that's good. Um, and yeah, it's uh, some, there, there have been days, you know, where I'm like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but then in the end, I love doing what I do and I love inspiring people. And, and at the same time, I get so many emails back from people that feel inspired that have changed their lives because of the video I put out or the, or the blog post or the ebook or whatever it is. And so um, in the end, it's about that. I want to inspire people to live a more amazing life. And yeah, so I take that. And I think you're doing a good job at it. We're going to sign off here, Connie. If there's any listeners out there that want to get a hold of you, where's the best place they could do that at? 
Well, they can always find me on YouTube. Just type in Connie Bazalski. Um, I have my my English website, ConnieBazalski.com, um, and there they can find my, all my channels and send me emails and all these things. So yeah, just head over there. Amazing. All right, we're gonna sign off there for today. Connie, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge and wisdom. And my pleasure, listeners. Thank you for tuning in for another episode, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for those that are in the Entrepreneur House, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, we have three different events, a three-day productivity weekend in different cities all around the world, a two-week all-inclusive retreat for entrepreneurs with six-figure businesses. This will be full of workshops, masterminds, and adventure. Then a four-week event in Chiang Mai, Thailand for established entrepreneurs, also full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. These events will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested in have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.